1: This is George Leith. As promised, we have Jason Forrest back this week in studio to give you the last two mental leashes. But first, let's do a quick recap of the first two. Number one was stories. When Jason told us about stories being a mental leash last week, he explained it as all the stories we give are excuses. Stories are anything external that you believe that can be true. It's the, if only the customer was interested. If only I was given better leads. If only I had a better product. Those are the stories. Those are external stories. It's outside of them. They're using it as a reason why they can't perform and do their jobs. Some great insights in last week's episode. And then we got into reluctance. Jason told us that there are 16 different types of sales reluctance that people have. Arranging payment. I don't want to come across too pushy. Role rejection. I don't want to sell to friends and family. And the list goes on and on and on. It's a fantastic list. Jason Forrest, founder of the Forrest Performance Group, is coming up next with the last two leashes on the Conquer Local podcast. I want to continue our discussion around these four leashes because I am completely enthralled in our in uh, what we're discussing, and I want to get to number three of your four leashes, and that's the rules. So, what do what do you mean by rules? Is it the rules that our operations department puts on us, and how we have to fill out the forms properly, or is it more than that?
0: Well, it, it's yeah, those are rules too. Those are more external rules that I I I. Uh, it's more of a different conversation altogether. So these are internal rules. So okay. a rule is defined by me that it's anything I need to see, feel, or hear in order to give myself permission to engage. So it's anything I need to see, feel, or hear in order to give myself permission to engage. So let's give an example is if, if I was to, if I was to do a workshop, which we do the whole time and we put on a flip chart and say, Hey, let's just kind of brainstorm guys. Hey, what are, what are the characteristics that you need to see, feel, or hear that tells you this prospect is going to buy from you right now. You know, let's just start the brainstorming, right? Hey, do you want to have all decision makers present? Or do you want to have just one? I want all. Hey, do you want to have them smiling? Or do you want to have them frowning? I want them smiling. Hey, do you want them asking questions? Or do you want them kind of just kind of stuck there? I want them asking questions. Hey, do you want to be the the the, the, the third person they've seen in the process or the first? I want them to be the third. Hey, do you want them to to kind of be in the market for a month or like six months oh six months you know hey do you want to be pre-qualified and real clear on their budget and what they're wanting to afford yeah pre-qualified okay so i just make this whole list and go this is a unicorn like how often does this happen (laughs) how does this happen
1: i was like that's the perfect customer
0: that doesn't happen right no it never
1: happens that way it
0: doesn't happen and so i i just the point is is that every customer I'm sorry, every sales professional out there, they've got some or all of these rules. And clearly, if they have all of these rules, I mean, there are just no, there's no chance they're going to make it that they have all of these rules. Most, most salespeople don't have all of these rules that are listing right now. They have some of them, though. And, and, and so what they've got to do is let the rules go. And, and this, this, this concept came from actually, um, from, from actually Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins first taught me this in the sense of our quality of our life is equal to the amount of rules that we have. Meaning that if you look at like your religion or you look at your career or your health or your relationships, your significant others, it's it's what are the rules that I need to have in order to feel loved, in order to feel like I like God loves me or my company loves me or my kids love me or I'm doing a good job as a father or a mother. I took it and said, that's a great general concept. I just now apply it to from a sales perspective, which he didn't do. But it happens, though, right? And it, we all we all can relate to this from like a dating example. You know, I mean, I can pull someone from the audience all day long and say, "Hey, so raise your hand if you know someone that has dated a thousand guys or girls but hasn't found the one." And then I'll pull them up, in the, I'll pull them to the front of the stage, and we'll list their criteria. And it's crazy. It's like <laughs> I want them to be older than me. I want them to make. I want them to make you know two hundred thousand dollars a year, but I don't want them working too hard. Where they don't spend time with me. I want them to be fit, but not too fit that so they don't like spend time with me. You know, I want them to be healthy, but not too healthy because then they're, that gets kind of creepy. I want them to have kids, but I want them to get the kids to be old enough that I don't have to mess with them anymore. I mean, they just like get nuts, right? And I, I, look, at, I look at them in the audience and go, is this person ever going to find the one on Tinder? No, of course not, right? And they've got too many rules. Same thing happens with sales. We just have too many rules. We got to let them go.
1: Well, the final item in this list of four leashes, and and I'm learning a lot right now. I know our listeners are too, is is self-image. Um, so is, is this? You know, you get you put on your armor and you get ready to go out to battle, and you look in the mirror and you're like, okay, about a four point five. When really today I'm only about a three point seven five because I'm still jet lagged from my trip. What what are we talking about, Jason, with, with your number four in the four leashes of self-image?
0: Yeah, so we, there's a lot of the, again a lot of strategies talk about self self-image in the book, but the Self-image is, again, how do we define ourselves? What is our self-efficacy, our self-confidence, our sense of worthiness? You know, it's amazing how I can I can ask a salesperson, you know, and get them to be vulnerable with me and say, okay, how much right now do you believe you're actually worth? Like, Like, how much? Like, what's the dollar sign on your head that says, this is what I have to make? And what's amazing is, then I'll go back and say, hey, let's look at the last like two years of your sales performance and your sales career. And that number is very close, like within several percentage points of what they're actually earning. So the way the number they define themselves as ends up becoming this mental leash, this self-image, like this barrier for them. And, you know, they don't define themselves as a salesperson. They define themselves as something else. You know, they, they, uh, you know, Maxwell Maltz was the one that really brought this to the table. I mean, he, he's the godfather of self-image and the, I think it was the 50s, 60s. He was a plastic surgeon and he had these cool stories in the book called Psychocybernetics, where he would give a, a, a young patient, you know, a, a mirror and the person just got in the car wreck and it was like, say, a young female or male and had a complete disfigurement. Well, he completely changed her face and got her face back to looking the way it should. Gives her a mirror and says, what do you think of your new nose? And she says, I don't see anything different. And what we realized at that moment is that, you know, our perceptions of our reality, well, it actually affected her. Like it affected the – we can change everything on the outside, but if we don't see anything different on the inside, it doesn't matter. Which is – look, it's the reason why any human being that ever wins the lottery, majority of those people will blow all the money and they'll go back to pre-lottery wealth after they blow it because the amount of money they made on the outside is way greater than their self-image of what they believe they're actually worth. And when it's out of when it's out of congruence, we will always shrink to our kind of belief system
1: So I think that we we all understand we need to get the book, um, but give us just a, a quick breakdown of how you would go about helping somebody improve that self image
0: so yeah so that's it's great so you know there's a lot of things that we can do, so one is um they can do individual exercises on themselves as far as you know, looking at their, like a simple thing would be, Hey, list out, you know, list out the positive attributes, you know, list out the things that, um, that you believe are your strengths and then get some people that are close to you and say, Hey, so I need you, I'm doing this exercise and I want you to uh, share with me, you know, what are the reasons why, like you can ask your boss, like, what are, tell me like five reasons why you hired me? Like, what were the reasons that I stood out above the other candidates in a sales position? You know, ask your, friends ask your family hey what are the attributes ask your customers hey specifically what were the reasons why you chose me over everyone else what did I do well I mean that's a good place to start Mm -hmm. because what I would do is let's take that list of you know I don't know 20 different things and then I would go through each one and say you know is this personally true to me like do I feel do I feel strengthened by this is this how other people see me almost in that metaphorical mirror but I don't see myself like that And then that's where the work begins. And then again, there's a lot we can do from the book perspective to help him through that. But that's a good place just to see if there's a there's a cognitive dissonance between how the world defines you and how you define yourself.
1: Well, uh, one of my favorite authors is uh, is Jocko Willick and, uh, you know, the extreme ownership piece. But he's got this new thing where it's called uh, discipline equals freedom. And uh, in it, it's it's a lot of uh, affirmations and and I'm reading through this book and and I read it on an ongoing basis I pass it around to a lot of people so what you're saying is to figure out what items you need to to address you get that from your peer group including your customers and and your maybe even your employer or your friends or your people closest to you and then and then start to see if you really believe that now what happens if we have that you know the inevitable, which is our mental toughness erodes, and we start to we start to backslide or we start to you know get in a rut um you know what would be some suggestions you would have on how i can I can uh break free of some of these leashes and and get myself back to that state where I've got very strong mental toughness
0: A great question, so we actually have a transformation cycle that we talk about, and so it's uh number one is awareness uh number number two is um is is purge, um, and then and then number three is is the you know the new strategy, and, and so but it's all around this idea of compassion, and so the biggest mistake that people make is they don't give themselves enough self compassion or enough gratitude, and so what I would say is, look we're all going to go through slumps. I mean the thing about sales you have to recognize is that look you're working twenty day twenty business days a month, and a top sales producer is actually going to fail majority of those twenty days. No other career do you actually not win every single day? And so one, I would just notice the fact that like be aware of the fact that you have chosen a career that if you work 20 days, business days a month, you're going to fail majority of those days and still be in the top percentage. No other career has that. So one, be aware of that. And then number two is give yourself compassion on the fact that you are noticing that you are having moments where you are backsliding because that compassion, that noticing I'm having backs, I'm having backslide moments. Then you can start kind of doing the work to say, okay, well, what's a, what's a strategy I can pull myself out of this? And look, I agree with Jocko. I mean, I think the, the things we talk about in the book are anything you want to strengthen in your life, you want to create affirmations around. Anything you want to weaken, you want to question. And so, like, for example, if, if, let's let's say the leash is, you know what, I just, I, just I just can't, I just can't, I just can't sell anything this month. You know, I just, no one's gonna, like we speak in generalities, like no one's buying this month. Well, I would question that and I would say, well, is that true like no one is buying like no one like no salesperson that you compete against or in your territory has sold anything this month not a single buyer has actually bought in your city this month well i mean that's not I mean, yeah a lot of people have sold okay so a lot of people have sold you just haven't sold anything well just even that process right there of noticing and questioning that overgeneralization and putting pretty into reality it's okay well now some people have sold what have they done specifically that you haven't done? What are some things that you have stopped doing that you can start back doing again?
1: So from a coaching standpoint for our managers uh, in leadership that are, that are listening to the podcast, you got to have ways to stimulate your reps and to have those discussions. But I, you know, Jason, correct me if, if you don't agree, but I, I believe this is something that we need to learn as individuals because it affects all of us. It, it, you know, it affects everyone out there. We have to be able to, to do that self-assessment and then, and then walk through those steps.
0: You do. You I mean it's it's this book is all about self-work. You know, it's it's we've all heard the concept of you got to work on your business and then in your business. What we've missed out on life though is we got to work on yourself first. So really the new the new way people should say it is work on yourself first, then work on your business and then work in your business. And that's what this book is all about is just put yourself first every single day and the score will take care of itself.
1: Well, you know, I've really appreciated spending this time with you. I, I knew that uh, when I was doing my research on on having you as a guest that we would go way over time, and that's fine. I'm sure that everybody listening is really enjoying it as well. Let's find out a little bit more about how people can w- work with you and your organization if they've liked what they've heard today on the podcast.
0: So the book is coming out in October, and so so uh, definitely be the first to get get a hold of the book. If they go to book salesmindsetcom dot Right now, what we're offering, I'm not sure for how long, but we are offering this, and that is you can buy the book for free and just pay shipping and handling. And there's all kinds of other perks that they can, and other tools and resources. There's an audio book in there that has some deeper dive discussions. I've actually created an affirmation track that people can start their day to with the belief systems. Um, I've created some meditations that people can go into a trance and kind of work on this stuff. Uh, Again, all the applications, assignments, it's all from my background in, in uh, NLP coaching that we do and, and getting people unstuck. And so uh, that's it. So book-salesmindset.com.
1: All right. And we'll be- definitely put that link inside the uh, podcast, inside the text for people so that they can utilize it. And what if someone wants to to employ you and, and have you come in and do some some training inside their organization?
0: Sure. Just email me directly at uh, jason.forest, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, at fpg.com
1: Well Jason Forrest the CEO of Forrest Performance Group out of Fort Worth Texas really appreciate you joining us today and we're looking forward to that book and uh, uh, it's been just a great conversation and I'm sure that all of our listeners enjoyed it Thank you Well we got the last two and they are definitely true rules I like how Jason defines rules. He defines them as anything that you need to see, feel, or hear in order to give yourself permission to engage. We're never going to have that unicorn. You're never going to have one prospect that meets all of your wishes. You need to be flexible. And like Jason said, we need to let those rules go. They're blocking our performance. And then we've got this self-image. Now, we all know that self-image is important, or we should know that. And Jason's exercise has incredible value. It's definitely something I'm going to be implementing in our sales teams. Listing out their positive attributes that they believe are their strengths and having a conversation about it. Having those vulnerable conversations with friends, family, coworkers, and their team leads or supervisors, it won't be the easiest thing. But I agree with Jason. It's incredibly valuable as a place to start. The importance of how the world defines you versus how you see yourself. What a fantastic exercise. I can't thank Jason enough for bringing his insights to the conquerors. Uh, but I've got something for you. If you go to book salesmindset.com, you can get the book for free. Again, it's book salesmindset.com a special gift for all the conquerors out there from Jason Forrest and the Forrest Performance Group. Thanks for joining us this week on the Conquer Local Podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've
0: been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin and Danny Mario. Audio engineering sound lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath.